how many of you have been somebody else's second choice have you have you been <laughs> have you been somebody's second choice <laughs> you know it's like it's it's like it's like you get invited you get invited to preach somewhere and when you go there you realize that you were the second choice the first choice didn't work for them they were busy so they invited you uh how does that make you feel <laughs> you know i was reading from the story of jacob and have you guys ever wondered how leah felt do you know the story of leah okay so the story goes jacob goes to his uncle's place laban right and he falls in love with rachel which is not weird at all cousin not weird in that times but <laughs> he falls in love with this girl and then he tells her father you know i am willing to work for her for 7 years i think he shouldn't have said that <laughs> anyways he works for her 7 years right 7 years they work and then they have this great uh, wedding celebration but his uncle is very clever right deceptive so what he does is he swaps rachel with the older sister leha and jacob <laughs> i think he was drunk maybe he was drunk <laughs> how do you not know whom you're sleeping with <laughs> anyways when jacob wakes up in the morning he finds leha and he's like my goodness this is cheating right and then leha jacob goes to his uncle and he says hey what what you did was wrong and then his uncle says you know in our culture we don't give off our younger daughters before older ones so what you do is you work for another 7 years right uh i've always read that story and i and i used to wonder my goodness jacob worked 14 years for rachel man that's that's romance you work 14 years Huh? here you know our guys can't make two days of efforts right there he made 14 years working right faithfully uh but it never occurred to me how leha would have felt you know the bible says that uh leha's eyes were soft or were weak which does not really mean that she had a weak eye said it just means that you know there was no uh that spark in the eyes were missing she was not very glamorous she was not beautiful that's why that's why her father thought you know let me just set jacob up because otherwise leha nobody will get married to her and and later you see jacob was never concerned about leha my goodness i i can't even imagine to be in a place like that huh where you you married to somebody right you were always the second choice not even this is not even second choice this is like <laughs> you know you were just set up right in a society where you can't even raise your voice and you just set up and and now you're married to a person who does not even love you right think about that i'm saying think about the kind of comparison that everybody around her would be making you know she's the second best but she is not even the second best she is just a choice another choice and 
I just want to talk to you about comparison. You know, because of social media, we are like, the level of our comparison has gone to another, <laughs> another dimension altogether, right? Um, somehow, we derive so much of our value from the number of likes and the number of shares and, you know, how many people follow us and all of that. And surprisingly, it's gone to such an extent that we, we live dual lives. We have one life on social media and the other life, you know, in, in real life, you know, you know, they should do a meme, how it really looks in Instagram and how it really looks in real life. You know, there's, there's a heaven and hell difference, right? We pretend so much. We, we put on so much of superficiality just to show off how good our life is. Everybody is trying to show off how amazing our life is, right? And then you go on social media and you see somebody's profile, you're like, man, his life looks so good. He's always traveling. She's always traveling, you know? Uh, so we are constantly comparing. And because we're constantly comparing, we're not able to live a content life. Right? You don't agree with me? Not most of you? Okay, maybe just me. Okay, Sam, get off Instagram. <clears throat> but comparison is harmful, right? Forget social media. I think it happens all throughout uh, daily routine, comparison. We, we just keep comparing with each other. And it did not just start yesterday. It started way back, right? Uh, so what's the solution? So stop comparing. It's easier said than done, right? Uh, I just want to show you some examples from the Bible where comparison was done. The first murder, you remember the first murder? Abel and Cain. Why? Because... Cain was jealous. He compared himself. My sacrifice didn't get accepted. His sacrifice got accepted. And, and God warns him. God says, you know, the sin is right at the door. Overcome that sin. But he just flows in that moment of emotion and kills his own brother. Comparison can, can actually murder people. Think about that. And I'm saying, you and me probably didn't murder anybody, but we are always thinking about murder in our head. Right? Every time we get angry at somebody, it's equivalent to killing somebody. You just want to kill them. <laughs> Why do they even exist? Uh, the other example is Saul. He was so jealous of David. He was so jealous of David's anointing. He was so jealous of what David could become that he, you know, he wanted to kill him. He pursued him like crazy and he, he just lost his mind. He spent all the resources, you know, even in his old age, he's chasing David. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, the other example, interesting example is during the Last Supper, when, you know, Jesus is sitting with his disciples, he tells his disciples, hey guys, somebody is going to betray me and somebody over here is going to betray me. You know, if I was there, I would be like, who is that person? Let's, let, let me figure, figure out who that person is. You know, it's like playing mafia, right? Let me figure out who that person is and let me kill, kill them on the spot. Do you know what, how, how the disciples respond? How the disciples respond is talking among themselves, who is the greatest? Doesn't make sense. It's like Jesus just said that I'm going to die and one of you is going to betray me. And they're like, who is the greatest among us? That's the argument. 
Okay, we are constantly comparing and comparison has negative consequences because we stop celebrating ourselves. We stop celebrating what the Lord is doing in our lives because we are constantly comparing what the Lord is doing in our lives with some, something that the Lord is doing in somebody else's lives. And I just want to begin by saying this. If you are going to expect equality in God's kingdom, you are going to be disappointed. God does not love us equally. God loves us uniquely. Loves us uniquely. Every person is different. Every relationship, you know, uh, that we have with each other and with God is unique and He loves us uniquely. The question is, can we be content in what He has for us? And I'm not saying that, you know, they will not be any growth. You know, you will not grow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that God loves you uniquely and if you stop comparing yourself, my goodness, you can live in so much joy and peace. We're constantly comparing ourselves with other people. You know, oh man, you know, when I was 29 years old, I was so much comparing with everybody else because all of my friends were getting married and I was not able to find even one girl and my goodness, the society and my parents, they were like, what, man, what? And I'm saying now, now we are in a phase where everybody is asking, so when are you going to have a child? Why? It's not, it's not because they are going to come and, you know, help us clean the poop of the child. It's just because, it's just part of the society. The society is, you know, it will always compare itself. And we, we get in that whole race of comparing ourselves with each other. Where, where are you in this journey? Oh, how much are you earning? What's your CTA? Oh, I am this old. You know, we're constantly comparing rather than celebrating what God has done for us by comparing what God had done for us in the past years and seeing that, you know, there was really a growth. God has really blessed us. I am not there where I used to be. God really blessed me. There has been increase upon increase. I'm telling you guys, your journey is unique. Your journey is unique. You know, there was this elephant who conceived and, and the dog, came to the elephant, like, dude, by this time, I have given birth to like 16, 18 puppies and you still conceived for like a year and a half? What's wrong with you? And the elephant said, you know, I'm not, I'm not pregnant with a puppy. I'm pregnant with an elephant. Because when my baby boy walks on the earth, the earth trembles. Okay, see, our growth is unique, guys. And I'm saying, instead of comparing ourselves with each other, can we just see what the Lord has done in our lives and be content with that? Read with me Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. But let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Paul is saying, you want to be content in life? Examine your own work. Examine your own life. Don't compare it with somebody else. It's like Paul is saying, Paul is basically saying, do you know, uh, you know, when they train the horses, they put blinders on them so that they are not distracted. They are just focused on what, what is there in front of them. Just like that, Paul is saying, put blinders. Put blinders in your life. Look at what the Lord is doing in your life. And be content with that. We need a set of blinders. 
we need a set of blinders to you know to stop comparing our lives with somebody else somebody who's doing better than us have you ever wondered you know very seldom you know i find myself or i find people who actually compare who actually compares themselves with people who are doing way lower than them or less than them right we are always comparing ourselves with people who are better than us right like in the way that we understand oh he's earning more how about the person who is earning less man right we need to set blinders we need to set blinders so that we are focused on what the lord is doing in our lives that's why the author of hebrew says you know jesus he is the author he is the perfecter of our faith let's have blinders to focus on who jesus is there's nothing else that is going to give you calm and peace other than jesus that's what jesus said in matthew 6 he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you these things are not meant to be pursued these things are meant to be added and how are they added when you and me seek god's kingdom put blinders on and seek the kingdom of god is the other guy getting blessed oh hallelujah celebrate with them but you in your life examine what god is doing and be like i fix my eyes on jesus <laughs> do you know that not not two leaves are are the same every leaf is different our fingerprints are unique everything god makes is so unique it does not make duplicates so the sooner we learn to stop comparing ourselves to fix our eyes on jesus sooner we find contentment in him what does david say psalms 23 verse 6 what does he say surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord see goodness and mercy are supposed to follow you in fact that hebrew word is a very aggressive word it's not just follow it says hunt you down surely goodness and mercy will hunt you down will aggressively come after you but the thing is if we run after this goodness and mercy if we run after these things that god said will be added unto us it's like a cat chasing his own tail and you you and me are never peaceful you and me are never content you and me just we are led to a point of frustration as paul says examine your own work fix your eyes on jesus see no amount of salary okay let me just say this no amount of salary is going to comfort you it'll comfort you for a day maybe 3 months what about after that after you've told all your relatives your parents and you know all your friends that your salary salary has increased what about after that what do you do after that then again you're still in that race again the pressure of keeping it i'm saying there's only one contentment that is jesus can we find our contentment by fixing our eyes on jesus what jesus has done on the cross for us what jesus is doing in our lives today so you examine your own life and you look in the past and see you know that is where i was but today here i am all by god's grace my goodness if you just look back into your individual lives do you see that god has really increased you god has really blessed you 
I don't think anyone, anyone can complain saying, oh, you know what, I was not blessed. I'm sure God's grace was upon your life. My goodness, even when we were ignorant, even when we were unfaithful, God has really blessed us. So look into your own lives. Stop comparing. And start celebrating. If your brother or sister gets promotion, start celebrating. Because as you start celebrating with them, you get to partake in their inheritance. Instead of complaining, instead of feeling jealousy, you know, as you start celebrating, in, celebrating with them, you know, you get to partake in their inheritance. How do I know this? Do you know what is a testimony? A testimony is a spirit of prophecy, which means, Father, do it again. So when somebody says a testimony and you celebrate in that testimony, you're saying, Father, do it again. I receive it. Do it again in my life. I wholeheartedly celebrate with this person. The Lord has amazing things for us. And we can't belittle what the Lord is doing by comparing. By comparing. It's very unique. Let me end the story of Leah. So Leah is rejected by her husband. She lives in the same house. The Bible says Jacob loved Rachel and hated Leah. Hated in that sense is not like, you know, hate, hate, but it's in the sense, in comparison to how much he loved Rachel, he did not love her enough. But do you know, the Lord heard her cry. The Lord heard her cry. The Bible says, you know, the Lord heard her and the Lord opened her womb and closed the womb of Rachel. That's what the Bible says. I don't know why God does things, okay? It doesn't make sense, but that is what God did. And she has three kids. Jesus is born from the tribe of Judah, right? That's Leah's kid. That's how God honored her. God honored her. And the people around her belittled her. And the people around her kept saying stuff. God honored her. Maybe... Probably Leah never understood the intensity of what God did. But now we do. We see that God replaced her shame with double honor. I just want to read one verse. I love this verse. It's in Isaiah. Isaiah 61 verse 7. Instead of your shame, there, there shall be a double portion. Ha! Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in the lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion they shall have everlasting joy. You know, Jesus was beaten. Jesus was stripped, you know, and he was also spit upon. He was spit upon. And he, my goodness, the kind of shame that he took upon himself, all for our sake, so that you and me could have double honor. Think about it, guys. See, the Lord is doing so much in our lives. And if you're not conscious of what the Lord is doing, if, it is very natural for us to be ignorant and live in a season of complaint, live in a season of frustration. But the Lord is doing what he has always been doing. That is to show his mercy and kindness towards us in Jesus. There's no doubt about that. So stop, stop comparing. Stop looking at everybody else's life. But see what the Lord is doing in your life. Let me end this with this weird parable that Jesus said. 
Jesus said about this master who goes out to hire some laborers. So he goes out in the morning, he hires some laborers and agrees with them for a salary of one denarius. So the laborers agree and they go to work in his vineyard. Then he goes out in the afternoon and he finds more people who are sitting idle. He sends them again. Uh, he says, if you're free, go to my vineyard and work there. Then in the evening, he goes out again and he finds more people who are sitting idle. And he says, what are you doing? He says, we have nothing to do. So the master says, go back to the vineyard. I have some work for you. So all of them go back to the vineyard, right? The day is over. The time comes for the master to give them uh, his, their daily wages. And what the master does is he starts paying them from the person who came last. So the person who came last, he, he paid him one denarius. The person who came in the evening. Then, then you know, uh, the next person came, then the next person, the person who came during afternoon, he also gave them one denarius. So the people who came in the morning, they were rejoicing. You know, they were like, my goodness, you know, he gave one denarius to, you know, the people who came late. We worked harder. So maybe he will, he will, you know, increase our daily wages. Uh, but finally, when they came to the master, the master gave one denarius and they were like, what is this? What is this? We worked the entire day. This person came like three hours ago and you're still giving him one denarius compared to us where we worked the entire day. And the master said, when I spoke to you in the morning, didn't we agree that I will give you one denarius? Then why are you complaining? Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense. But what I'm saying is, did you and God agree on certain things and was God faithful in what he agreed with you? Was he faithful? Can we be content and be grateful for what God has given? And then, if you want more, ask more. But let's not stay in that place of frustration and complaint because the other person got blessed better than us in a way that we wanted to be blessed. That's why James says, you know, in James 4, he says, why do we have quarrel among us? Why? Because we're not able to handle our own desires. Because our desires don't get fulfilled. Will he, will, you know, if you had asked him, will he not give you? But you ask wrongly. That's why you don't receive. Think about that. Put blinders on, guys. I'm telling this to myself, you know. Being in Delhi, where there are so many churches here, I have to tell myself, you know, my goodness, our journey with the Lord is unique. Our journey with the Lord is unique. It, 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 takes, it takes faith and it takes a certain amount of patience just to trust the Lord. Uh, but it's for our good. It's for our good. And we will put blinders on and see what the Lord is doing in our lives. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Was God faithful? Yes. Will he be faithful again? Yes. If you want to grow more, just ask. Because he is faithful. Amen. Let's learn to celebrate in each other's seasons of celebrations and blessings. Let's learn to do that. Let's learn to be sorrowful when someone is sorrowful. Let's, let's stop comparing. The only way to stop comparing is looking at Jesus. Come on, let's close our eyes. 
And if you're like me, and if you struggle with comparison, would you like to say this prayer? Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. You have been so faithful. And Father, because I compare, I forget what you have done in my life. My past life is a testimony that you have only increased me. You have only blessed me. Father, this is my prayer today that I will find contentment in you. I will find contentment in you. Father, this is our prayer as church that we will find contentment in knowing who you are. Not to run after these things, but to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. <laughs> to be passionate in knowing who you are. Thank you, Father, for reminding us with your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.